seven Oh, yes, yeah. Ten. One. Six, you should be on shortly. Let's see. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, technology works how it works. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. There you go. Good to hear you, boys. Oh yes. I I pray that you all are doing well, and uh, as we prepare to um, share this evening, as far as our, our prayer time is concerned. Um, thank you all for joining us. Of course, appreciate you all being part of our revival last week. And uh, we Amen. want to get back on schedule as far as prayer is concerned. So with that, uh, let's prepare our hearts for a moment of devotion. I want to tonight, um, if I could, to call your attention um, to the fact that the God we serve uh, is more than able to take care of us. I want to read a couple of scriptures for us tonight. Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, and it reads like this, and I want you to really take it within the context that is written. Jeremiah 29, starting at verse 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed, after 70 years are completed, I will visit you. Archimedes of Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return from this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will find me and seek me, and you will search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, said the Lord. I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place for which I have caused you to be carried away captive. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting um, saying, and I just want to talk about how you and I are facing some unprecedented times and challenges that we navigate the life-threatening and economy-shaking struggles because of COVID-19, because of war in Ukraine, because of climate change, as well as other catastrophic diseases and disasters. And at this time, we're just trying to, as a country and even a world, survive this deadly virus, COVID, that is still abound. So as followers of Jesus Christ, how do we make sense of all the craziness that we face? How do we navigate the chaos that we find ourselves dealing with? How do we negotiate this particular crazy reality saying that if God has all power, then certainly God must be allowing this? Let me, if I could, unpack this for you in a very meaningful way. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans of good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. This verse gives us hope, but this verse does not serve as a spiritual security blanket in hard times because Israel brought some stuff upon themselves. While God is a hope giver, we must understand the context of this so often quoted verse. Jeremiah prophesied to the Israelites in the southern kingdom of Judah before they were taken away captive by King Nebuchadnezzar. And in Jeremiah 27, he prophesied that he would serve 
They would serve this king, his son, his grandson, and everything would be under their control. In the next chapter of Jeremiah 28, a false prophet named Hananiah told the people that God was going to free them and restore everything to them in two years. Jeremiah challenged Hananiah because of his lies. He also said that Hananiah would die, and in two months, Hananiah was dead. Chapter 29, Jeremiah encourages the people to live their lives while they are in exile. And notice what he tells them to do. Work, get married, plant you some fruits and vegetables, eat, have children. He tells them you're going to be in Babylon for 70 years, and then you will go back home. God's plans of a hope and a future for his chosen people probably did not match what their idea was. They wanted to go home, and yet God said, you ain't going home for 70 years. They wanted their own king, but God said, you're going to serve Nebuchadnezzar and his offspring. They wanted to flourish in their homeland, but God said, you're going to be under the rule of this government. And possibly the hardest part was that the older generation would never see Judah again, dying in a foreign land, serving a foreign king. You and I cannot insist on our idea of a bright and hopeful future. We tend to be short-sighted and earthly-minded, but God's ways are so much higher than our minds can ever grasp. His plans are better, and that will include forever with him in heaven, not just a short portion of our lives on earth. So, your hope, my hope, if it's laced with doubt and fear and anxiety, we can change that right now. We need to eliminate our hope-so attitude and replace it with a no-so attitude, K-N-O-W. Replace a hope-so attitude with a no-so attitude. Our hope should never be connected to the conveniences and pleasures of this world or how easy our situation is. Rather, you and I need to concentrate on the promises and the truth in the word of God and fix our sights on the day when our bright, glorious, and eternal future is made a reality. Instead of wishing away our days in the predicament we're in, let us have confidence that the God we serve will give us hope no matter what we're facing. And when we have that hope, it will allow for us to do some things we never, ever thought we could do, even in the here and now. So my brothers and my sisters, as I close out this moment, I just want to let you all know that God has given us, even in the midst of COVID, a wonderful future and hope. Thank you so much for that wonderful message of so, hope and encouragement. So Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. You're welcome. Let us get ready to go to the Lord in prayer. We want to lift up uh, the family of Brother Bobby Gill. We know that if you haven't heard, he has died. And so we want to uh, lift that family up. And if you would, let's share our prayer concerns right now. Miss Kathleen Simpson, Miss Ida Dunstan, uh, Betty Oates, 
Um, Truesdale Rainey Ms. and Alice Johnson, Johnson. my nephew, Rob Mary Harrison, Takoya Pfeiffer, Matthew Pfeiffer, Jackie Weldon, Mr. Ronald Robertson, Mr. Lincoln, Sylvia Audrey, Kathy Nesbitt, Larry Myers, family. Reverend Paul Drummond and his wife, Miss Thomasina Drummond. Clark family. All right. My family. All right. All right. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, you are our help in ages past and our hope for years to come in accordance to the word that has been shared tonight, Lord. You have given us a future and a hope even when we do things that bring discipline and chastisement upon us. We come to you, O oh God, because um, our cities and our families and this country and even this world is in trouble. Climate change, uh, COVID is still relatively rampant. Uh, we don't know what the next disease is going to be. Wars popping up all over the all over the world. Uh, strife in families. Death is still abound. And yet, God, we come to you because we realize that connected to you is a future and a hope. And, Lord, that feature and the hope is not just for when we die and get to heaven, but you've given us something to hold on to even in now. And even in the midst of what seems to be a tough situation, you can grant us the grace, the power, and the capacity to not only survive but to thrive, to make it as far as our working reality is concerned, to do extraordinary things. So, Lord, for every person that is on this call right now, every portal that has been opened. We come right now, O oh God, and we lift up these various concerns that have been shared at this moment. We pray right now, God, that for those who are experiencing death and grief, that you will bring them peace and that you will bring them comfort, that your spirit will wrap your arms around them. For those that are experiencing lack, we ask that you will provide their need. For those that are going through sickness, we ask that you would give them strength to overcome and even bring healing if you so desire. For those who experience loneliness, remind them, oh God, that you are their company keeper. God, I pray for the St. Paul Baptist Church in particular, that you will continue to source us with what we need to help serve your world and make a difference in your world. Everywhere from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Jackson, Mississippi, to the Caribbean and Africa and beyond. And, Lord, um, I pray that you will make our church a place where people come in and as they gather and worship and they connect with us, they become better because they're connected with us. And regardless of who they are, regardless of race, socioeconomic status, educational background, age and gender, that when they connect with St. Paul, that we are of such love and grace and trying to be disciples that they become uh, enamored by your love because of what they see in us. 
Bless each and every person on this call and bless each and every situation that has been called out. And then, God, we place all of these situations in your sovereign hand because you do all things well. We love you, O oh God. We praise you. We ask that you will forgive us of our sins and help us to be a little bit better tomorrow than we have been on today. Now, God, as we close from this call, but never from your care, keep us, watch over us, and continue to grace us with what we need so that we can be disciples for thee. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. Amen.